Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Let's head about the cotton industry. Cotton Australia CEO Adam Kay joins us this morning and he's in Darwin. I never thought I'd say this, but there is cotton growing in the Northern Territory and it's a really, really big operation that's going to, long-term vision, there's going to be plenty of it as time goes on. Adam, good morning. How are you, mate? Yeah, going real well. Uh, Great to have a chat with you this morning. I mean, it's pretty special you're in Darwin and they've started picking cotton. Yeah, no, it is. The um, industry is starting to really develop up here in the Northern Territory and WA and, and it also up in far north Queensland as well. And it's just uh, exciting to, um, you know, see a new industry developing. Uh, I know that, you know, the Territory government and people are excited too because, uh, you know, as well as the beautiful fibre that we produce in Australian cotton, for every tonne of fibre, there's more than a tonne of cotton seed. And I tell you what, there's a lot of cattlemen up here that just want to get their hands on that cotton seed because it's it's just so good for finishing the cattle. Oh, isn't it unbelievable? There's no two ways. Cotton seed is one of the commodities that people just absolutely value. Can I ask you this? Um, predictions now are that it's a 5.5 million bale crop um, for this year, the second largest of all time after last year's monster. Did you see it coming? Did you see that was where it was in line? To have two back-to-back is pretty special. Uh, it, it is very special, and it's it's really on the back of some phenomenal yields that we're getting. You know, the yields are above average, and uh, I guess you know all our all our forecasts were working on average yields. It was a pretty tough start to the year, and uh, and all of a sudden we're getting these crops off, and places like St George and Dirranbandi have hit it out of the park. You know, there's some wonderful yields out there. You know, looking pretty good up in Emerald in central Queensland. And, and even out of Burke in um, Western New South Wales is looking good. So all those areas that we sort of think of as really hot, I think it's slightly cooler summer. It was just fantastic for them, and uh, and the yields are, have skyrocketed. So, yeah, it's wonderful. High yields and the quality of the cotton. Um, you know, the classing rooms tell me it's just wonderful quality. So it's, it's going to be in demand in the, um, in the spinning mills in Asia. So talk to me about world stage and where we sit long term. I mean, we, we know full well that Australian cotton is far superior to others, but rival countries are growing it cheaper. They're putting it on the market a little cheaper. They're trying to get it into markets that you guys created. So what separates Australian cotton and I know these are some of the challenges that you face and, and some of the challenges that the beef industry face as well. What, what what can you guys do differently to make sure that you are the first picked? Well, that quality is is very important, you know, to the spinning mills. Um, you know, they love high quality because it helps them in spinning the product. But the, the further step is getting our sustainability credentials out there, letting people know how we grow the crop. Because more and more the real end users, not the spinning mill, but the brands and retailers need to know that it was grown sustainably, that there were no human rights abuses. And by telling that story, that gives Australian cotton a huge advantage. And, and only two weeks ago, we had uh, 50 of some of the world's biggest brands and retailers out in the field, um, taking them around the Australian cotton industry, meeting the farmers, learning about our best practices program. You know, the likes of Uniqlo, Stella McCartney, Walmart, companies like that, and, and they're seeing it firsthand, and that really helps pull the cotton through the, uh, through the supply chain. So when they, they come over, what, 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 you know, to me, you don't have to sell it because I know, but are they fascinated by just how we do it? Is there a love of the Australian cotton, some of those big brand well, names? There is when they leave. You know, it, it certainly uh, 
it amazes us sometimes, even with the Australian brands and retailers that were there. You know, we had the, the, the big W's and the country roads and everyone there as well. But the number of people in that, in that industry, in the brands and retailers, that have never seen where the product comes from. They've probably worked with the fabric all their lives, but they've never been out in the field. They've never be, met the farmers. And I tell you, when you, you take that one end of the supply chain, those brands and retailers, and they meet the, the farmers growing it, and you cut out all the middlemen, it's very special. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. I, I, I love that. I love the fact that you guys are doing that. And and obviously the market is very strong. Six forty a bale. Where does that sit, like price wise? Where where, where is the the top of this market? Where's the bottom? Well, look, you know, historically that's a great price. You know, uh, uh, anything with a six in front of it's a, a good price. But you've just got to look at the diesel prices and the fertilizer prices, and um, it's really important that you know growers are on top of their gross margin because you know the cost of production just like the cost of everything in our lives at the moment has gone up. And so you've got to be you know, really tight on your budgets and understand just because the, the price of the cotton is good doesn't mean everyone's making a mozza because their, their cost of production have gone up too. So we've got to keep it in perspective a little bit. Oh, I really like it. Can I just talk just quickly? Um, we're seeing a Labor government, and I understand the challenges, but they're trying to buy back water and they're really fundamentally – looking at this water market and the Murray-Darling, I, I, I am concerned, and this is my own concern, and for, for Queenslanders, for New South Wales, for water users who are environmentalists, that we're getting our hands tied, which could have a huge ripple effect on the industry uh, if we're not careful from the Labor government. Look, we are very anti the water buybacks, and we're not anti from the industry point of view. We're anti from protecting our communities where we grow cotton because every water licence that gets bought out of a, a St George or a Dolby or whatever it is, it's, an, it's another family that leaves the area. It's a, it's, you know, the money doesn't stay in the area. It goes to the coast and it impacts our regional communities. There's, there's then the, the fuel man that runs the fuel out to that uh, irrigation farm. Well, he's not needed anymore to run out to that farm and there's no fertiliser sold out there and it, it ripples right through the community. And the thing that... You know, we keep pointing out to the uh, environment minister is that there are other ways of doing this that don't have those impacts on our communities. You know, there there's ways to invest in water use efficiency that you can get water back. A whole lot of on-farm uh, methods. There's off-farm methods. We've seen some great um, work on some irrigation schemes where they've been able to give back a lot of water and modernise the scheme at the same time. So, you know, our plea to the Environment Minister is to just have a look at the other ways. The, the, the buybacks are quick and and but have a massive impact on regional communities, whereas the other uh, methods, are, they're, they're more difficult, but, you know, they're almost like a little regional stimulus package. They're actually putting dollars back into the region. So, you know, we're, we're really concerned about uh, buybacks because bureaucrats like them because they're they're quick and easy, but um, the impacts in regional Australia are heartfelt. Yeah, they're dead right. You're 100% right, and that's the biggest concern going forward, um, that, that that they don't look at the impact on these regions, and, and it's just not the farmer. It's the tyre the, the fitter. It's the welder. It's the fuel station. It's the supermarket. Everybody 
suffers from these knee-jerk reactions to appease a Greens movement um, when we are already doing so much in that sphere as environmentalists. Really appreciate your time this morning, mate. Uh, I love having a, a chat with you. Adam Kay from uh, Cotton Australia, and obviously uh, he's the CEO and this market is just flying. And I'm bloody happy because for a long time um, the cotton growers, they continued to stick at it but made nowhere near the money that they are making at the moment, and gee whiz, it's good for the economy. Great to chat, mate. Fantastic. Thanks, Dobbo. I appreciate it. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. You're on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's Tuesday morning, the 23rd of May.